Mike, turn your games down. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another movie episode of Games My Mom Found. I am Mike Hilberton, and who's who are you going to call with me tonight? I'm Tiffany Alberton. That's it. <laughs> Plug your podcast, Tiffany. <laughs> No. <laughs> you can plug this show for me on other yeah. shows, but Mike, Mike does that enough for himself. <laughs> okay, there's never um, enough for you. I am Adam. I am one of the co-hosts of the "You Hate to See It" podcast, where it's three best friends get very drunk and say <laughs> stupid things to each other. Well, that's why I think <laughs> no, for that show, yes, but it's been a bit, a bit on that show. <laughs> And thank you for joining us. It's been a little bit since we had you on, Adam, so I'm glad yeah. you to come back on. It's a pleasure, as always. <laughs> and we are here to talk about a movie that people, that is only on here because when I googled what Christmas movies aren't Christmas movies, this came up. We are here to talk about <laughs> Ghostbusters 2, which came out in 1989, which feels... You were just a baby. <laughs> I was. <laughs> I was born in 87. I definitely remember this movie coming out as I was born in 1996. <laughs> Shut up, all of you! I hate all of you. <laughs> so I had not seen this movie in years before this past week, and I watched it twice. I had no memory whatsoever of Ghostbusters two, other than I knew of Vigo, and that. And I realized as we're watching this, like I do not remember anything about this film. I um, really remembered more than I thought because I started quoting lines, and I was like, "Oh, this is what the part where this happens." <laughs> I mean, really, basically, if you don't know the plot of Ghostbusters 2, if you remember anything about the plot from Ghostbusters 1 or the all-female reboot Ghostbusters, you know the exact plots of Ghostbusters 2 because those are the same movie three times. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've never seen the 2016 one yet. I haven't either. Well, you know the plot to it. <laughs> well, we do now. There you go, yeah. Mike. <laughs> you know, I'm I'm okay with this plot. Like, I'm all right with, like, I like the idea that it's... So I find it very weird, like, in the, when this movie first starts off, it says five years later. It doesn't show a scene from the first movie. It doesn't five show... It's just later. five years later. I'm like, what? Like, what? <laughs> it just confused me. It just seems very There's strange. a lot that they leave, like, that they didn't tell us. They didn't tell us that the city, like, put stuff against them. They can't, like, didn't, make ghosts. And... Didn't pay them. Yeah, didn't pay him, and then they stuck him with all the bills. They didn't tell us that. They didn't tell us Dana was married. They didn't tell us. We had to figure that all that out first. You think some of that would have been in there before the five years later, not just five years later? I don't know. It's just uh, weird to me. It, it's they kind of there's a thing in film writing where it's like, how much do you pretend your audience is an idiot, and <laughs> and how much do you pretend like your audience can catch up on using context clues and. I feel like this movie couldn't figure that out. <laughs> no, it it really threw me off a lot in, in that beginning. For some reason, it just like I'm OK with the fact that like because, you you know, very early in this movie, you see them, you know, driving the Ecto-1 and then you find out that, you know, they're going to a thing like, oh, how many are there? It's fine that it's five years later, but you're like, what? They're doing a kid's party? The fuck just happened in five years that they're doing a kid's party? <laughs> Like, they went down that fast? Where'd all the ghosts go? Yeah, I'm like, it's not like ghosts aren't around. Yeah. (laughs) 
I just felt like there should have been more context or or something, or maybe just like you know what? Let's do the Star Wars. Let's should have scrolling text, something to tell me what happened. A little flashback or something, teeny tiny. Yeah. Tiny, plus, I mean, this movie is five years later after the first movie got released. Like, you need to have a thing that says five years later, not just hey, guess yeah, what? Real time happened. Yeah. yeah, I feel like the only time you should put five years later is if you have something at the beginning of the movie that like is a, like, hey, this is happening. Oh, and now five years after this. like, Yeah, like if they would have had the painting somehow was affected when they fight Zool, and, you know, all that happened, the painting's affected, then it goes five years later to show you, then that would have worked. But, it's like, it just was, it was just really threw me off for some reason. I would have liked if it was somehow connected to the first one. Yeah, that's... It, it really was. <laughs> Not maybe, uh, maybe there's just, uh, like, a quick shot of the painting getting covered in marshmallow fluff. And then, <laughs> you know what? I could have taken anything. You, it could have been something like with because or that he Zul wait Zul he or she. Eh, it's whatever. Zul is a they. They okay? Like they would have mentioned oh Vigo blah 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 or something or something or the other guy who had to do with the, the architect that I cannot remember his name that designed the building that they used to call Zul. I don't remember. I, yeah, it's in the it's in the game. It's referenced in Afterlife, but I can't remember the name. But and there being something like that was that was there to like you know tie it and all together. I mean that would have worked too. It just yeah. it feels weird to me that this because like everything else Ghostbusters that we get after this I can't speak 2016, but like the game which I can speak to and Afterlife all kind of wrap into the stuff with Zool and that architect. And this movie is such a standalone adventure. Yeah. Like, Need to see this the first is, movie for this. Yeah, this this is one of those like you go, you can go from Ghostbusters one to Ghostbusters Afterlife and <laughs> you'll be fine. <laughs> You've, you know what you didn't know. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of what I did. The only connection did he have that shop? No, because so that's the only connection to Afterlife. Yes, he's so in, he raised has, in the occult bookstore. Yeah, he has the mm. same occult shop, and I didn't really remember that he has the same occult shop where he does in Ghostbusters 2 that he does in Afterlife. I mean, do we need to say spoiler? Nah, not bad. <laughs> a spoiler for a movie that's been out for two years. Okay, well, spoilers. <laughs> yeah, that's not much of a spoiler. I mean, there's much more things that are spoilerish in that movie. But... Yeah, and this and came I out in '89. Realized so. that until I walked in, and I immediately recognized it, but Mike didn't recognize it until I said something. No, not at all. <laughs> I was like, "Oh, that's that same shop." It's also, I feel like I don't like seeing them down and out either. Like it, I would have like that kind of bothers me because you know the movie starts off and they're just like they're all done. The Ghostbusters are over. I mean, Ernie Hudson, Winston is just doing whatever else. Like they don't even show what his Ray's job off. is. Ray's off. I mean, Ray running a, a cult bookstore because Ray is Dan Aykroyd also is nuts. So I mean, I, I I'm completely by that part. Egon's doing experiments. <laughs> I do like that part. <laughs> Let's yeah. take the puppy away and see what happens now. <laughs> I, I really like that. I thought that was hilarious. <laughs> I remembered that, and Mike's like, "What? They're gonna take the puppy away?" <laughs> yeah, I've I've never been a fan of the movies that like. The first one is all about them getting together and them learning how to work as a team. And then the second one, within the first 10 minutes of the movie, they split the team up again. And the <laughs> whole movie is them getting together and learning how to work as a team. Like, <laughs> Yeah, it was just kind of like it. I just don't like them being so like cause so much of this movie is them being down and out. And even when they get back together. Kind of the same. Yeah. Peter's. Doing his like super natural thing, even except it's on TV. And yeah, yeah. 
Peter Peter is one one joke away from a whole slew of sexual assault charges. It's <laughs> <laughs> the first one. and the second one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the first one was worse. I I completely forgot that he had a TV show. I mean, I mean, so it's not a big part of his movie. I completely had no remembrance of that at all, and that is not referenced anywhere else. I mean, you shouldn't reference it anywhere else, honestly. <laughs> I mean, I guess I mean, it was just weird to me. Maybe in the late eighties, early nineties, you know, there were more random like weird ass TV shows like that for I me. Like, that was just super strange. Like, like how was this on the air? On there, she like covered up the fact she had an affair with her husband. To say that an alien told her when the world was going to end. That was funny. That was the best yeah. part ever. <laughs> <laughs> I met him at a hotel and went to his room. It must have been a mind control device. I wouldn't go by myself. No. <laughs> okay, that was funny. It was just, I don't know. I also, I don't really care for Bill Murray. I keep finding, the more movies I watch of Bill Murray, the more I really don't like Bill Murray. <laughs> Bill Murray's hit or miss for me. I think he's great in the first Ghostbusters. Terrible in the second Ghostbusters. Love him in Stripes. Hates him in... A lot he of plays things. himself in every movie, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's good in What About Bob? <laughs> I've never seen Stripes. Stripes is so good. It's good. What? Yeah. What's wrong with you? A lot, but no, I never got around to it. <laughs> That's it, I'm on divorce right now, let's go. Yeah. I, there's a lot of 80, 90 movies I've missed. It's just never got around to but that, that's on my list someday. One of my weird issues with this movie is shortly after, like, when the ghosts do come back and they end up getting back in business again, everything is too. Like, all their advertisements are, you know, because it's Ghostbusters 2, and I just, it bothered me for some weird reason. Like, just use the same logo. Why are you changing logo just because you're back in business? <laughs> I mean, you gotta sell the, those toys. Right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, that's probably why it was that like that, to sell toys. Oh, it 100% was. It just, for some reason, it threw me off. Because you can't have another little whatever the car is called if it doesn't have a two on it, because they already have the one where the ghost is just there. If the yeah. ghost isn't, like, making the peace sign, I don't know. It just, then they can't get a new one. It just really irritated me, like, in the sign <laughs> and everything. I mean I, I mean, I understand, like, from a physical standpoint when it comes to toys and things like that, but for some reason in this movie, it's like, maybe, it should, I don't know, it just, it bugged me. And it was super fast, like, after the, after the courtroom, suddenly everything was shiny and new. And they had all these jobs and the car was working perfect <laughs> and the building looked better and their phone was ringing off the hook i was like Whew, that was fast <laughs> yeah that's all the ghosts the, the ghosts saw all that it was like hey we gotta get back on this like <laughs> <laughs> yeah, i didn't really get that either like the whole like because you have all the slime like you think somebody would have noticed the slime somebody working underneath the city or somebody somewhere have been like there's a lot of weird shit down there hold on it's new york I, like, <laughs> and they reference several times that yeah, but I, I never but been also no one cares because they live in New York. They reference several <laughs> times that New Yorkers don't care, and that New York shitty. I mean, hey, New York was really shitty. I think it's the seventies when it's really shitty. Yeah, well, like the they're like, the wow, there's weird pink slime on the roads, but also. There, I just Here. saw Spider-Man like jerking off in Times Square. Like what? Like <laughs> this, it's New York. Yeah, uh, that's accurate. I, I guess I'm good friends with a New, a New Yorkers on the show quite often, or used to be in New York, and he just, he'll tell he'll tell me stories about that place sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Bill Bill lives in New York for a while. He does. Yeah, so I was getting him to, to make jokes about when you see people's apartments in New York. I'm like, well, how expensive is that apartment, Bill? And he'll be like, eh. About $3,000 a month. <laughs> <Or> more. <laughs> but, okay, I mean, as, 
like this movie as a sequel, I think is, is has some interesting points. Like I like the fact that it brings back a lot of characters. Like you bring back Sigourney Weaver, even though like I love her in this movie, I love her in almost any movie, I but it felt like She's... yeah, it was just <laughs> weird having her in here. Like they found a way to kind of like shoehorn her, shoehorn her in when I think they could have done it better. Shoehorn. I think that's what I want to say. You sound like you said shoehorn. Stop calling me a whore! <laughs> I mean, damn it! It just felt weird to me because it's like, because like Tiff, you'd mentioned earlier, like it could have been, you know, Bill Murray's baby that they could have had instead yeah. of that would have made more sense in the story. Yeah, because her husband's just gone. Like all he left. Her husband's. It's not her husband's baby. It's some guy in between that they reference maybe once or twice and. He does say, I could have been your father. And I'm like, well, why the fuck weren't you? <laughs> that was weird. And she made some sort of line like, when you started calling me the ball and chain is when I left. Why? I don't understand. That's a reason to leave? Because you're a ball and chain. <laughs> I mean, insulting her, so I get it. Did you know that the uh, the baby was played by John Denver's twin nephews? I think now that you said that, I did, but I had forgotten. Well, that's cool. Strange, but cool. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you need a baby. I guess you just, someone that's famous, hey, you need a kid, here you go. You have this kid. Yeah. <laughs> we got two of them. Yeah. Okay. I also found, like, the whole, like, a lot of what leads up to the plot in this movie is them, you know, they get the slime, you know, ends up touching the carriage, and then the, the carriage runs away, and then, like... Does- yeah, in the very, right after the five years later, like, immediately after, you see slime come out. A little bit. Yeah, and that's what leads to all that. And I was thinking that, at first, there was going to be some more connection to Vigo, and that Vigo had more to do with the slime, and that, and then that's why he wants that baby, not because his weird buddy's like, I want her as my wife! All right, we'll take the baby. <laughs> like, that's the whole plot of well, that. Vigo said, I need a baby, and he's pretty much like, oh, I know someone who has a baby. <laughs> that was it. And I want to sleep with her, too, so we'll take her baby, and then I can be her husband. Awful <laughs> <laughs> Hungarian. Yes, I know. I think that's what that was. It was. Right? Yeah. The Hungarian. It's the, uh... See, they never say it. They say, Peter says, where are you from? He says, the Upper East Side. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's supposed to be Hungarian. I thought there was a comment somewhere in Hungarian. I feel like there was. I know. So the I I, I know the actor is German, but I then his actor. voice was redubbed but, by some voice actor, and I I don't know. All, I just I remember that like the wait, that's not his voice. No, that's not the actor's voice. The and the uh, the actor didn't know that he was being redubbed until he saw the movie at the premiere. But he doesn't have a German accent in real life. The actor? Does he? I don't know. I just know he's a German actor. Oh, I yeah, didn't they, he was, he's been in a lot of stuff. I didn't realize uh, he was German, I guess. Yeah, and but they redubbed his voice and they never told him. <laughs> That's kind of a shit move. Yeah. Not kind of. That's a shit move. Like I, that was probably I blame Bill Murray. Honestly. <laughs> yeah, Bill Murray probably had a lot of pull. I'm assuming at this time. Well, I, uh, Bill Murray didn't like. Bill Murray doesn't like sequels, so they had to give him a lot of money just to do this movie. And pray he showed up. And pray he showed up because he just wouldn't show up sometimes. <laughs> I, I saw that when we were because of. Uh, in the Netflix show movies that made us, they talk about that. We're like, yeah, he we, we, he didn't sign the contract, so we didn't know if he was going to come or not. Yeah, and then he'd just, like, show up one day and like, be like, yeah, I'm here to shoot. Oh, you haven't even signed the contract yet, Bill. 
That's just strange. I feel like at that point you like rewrite the script or have like some floating ideas around of like we're shooting X on X day and if Bill doesn't show up, he's out like of that scene or whatever and we just fix it. Like we edit around it or find something and then that and you should have basically had to be way less important to the plot than what he ended up being. Yeah, you think you have someone that you can't trust that's going to make it, you know, that you're not going to have your whole movie based that much around that actor than if you can't trust them. Yeah. To, you know, do what you're paying them to do. Then he was that hot. If he was in your movie, your movie did. Uh, I guess. That's why they did that. <laughs> uh, one thing that kind of bugged me in this movie is, like, so after they get the slime and they find the slime and then, like, when they their whole plan is just start drilling in the middle of the street. Just bring up fake construction crew somehow. <laughs> my favorite part. Get all this equipment and just start drilling. Like, I'm assuming there's other ways to get underground. As they show later on, like, you think there'd been some other way? Like, we'll go underground. Not... There'd have to be, like, a manhole. They could just crawl, though. Yeah, something. <laughs> Why don't you just start drilling a hole? <laughs> because that's where their little gigameters or whatever they were, like, went... <laughs> <laughs> or how easy it was to get that far underneath the city. You drill one hole and all of a sudden you're all the way underground like that. <laughs> they didn't drill very far. No. He's like, oh, look, it goes for miles. Okay, Ray, you're up. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> that just seemed <laughs> weird to me. And then they, he like bumps what looks like a pipe and blacks out the entire city. What? New York for I, you, I guess. I mean, the fact that the whole plot of the movie centered around this magic sludge that when you put it on the Statue of Liberty, she gets up and walks around. Was... <laughs> yeah, I, I, like, I remember that that was a point in this movie, but I didn't remember how stupid of a plot point it was until it's we rewatched so the film. so dumb. This, like, this whole movie is just dumb. <laughs> yeah. And they're, like, trying to get New Yorkers to sing, and I'm like, this is not really a good song to sing to. <laughs> like, I mean, it's a, I don't know how to explain it. It's it's a catchy song and everything, but it's not that easy to sing to because it jumps around and it's fast. And Yeah, the music choice in this movie is weird. Like, it, it starts off with the Ghostbusters theme song. They only play a little bit of it, and then it comes in like, you know, they're trying to... Like a rap. Yeah, new song, which again makes sense because it is, you know, late 80s, early 90s. So, I mean... Stick with work. But it's just like, to me, I'm like, I don't like this new song <laughs> at all. Yeah. Like, you can't... The Ghostbusters theme song is a classic song that, even to this day, is still great. Like, yeah. Just go with that. Who are you going to call? Like, why are you doing this weird, you know, other song that just, like, you're trying to, like, sell... It's all like you're trying to sell CDs and I don't or tapes or whatever the hell it was not at that point. <laughs> I think it would have been CDs, right? 89? No, I can't remember. This is this is back when you still had to just sing the songs in public to share the music. <laughs> this is... Yeah, you had to record them off the radio onto a cassette. Well, you That's still, how you, you could have bought cassettes. I, I, I remember when I was when I was really young, when I had my first cell phone, my my handy dandy flip phone to get a new ringtone. I had this, I would pl- ha- wait for a song to play on the radio and then record it on my phone to use as my <laughs> ringtone. <laughs> so if I coughed during the song, you would hear that in my ringtone. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> I'll stick with where we are now. Technology. <laughs> I also found like another thing I found like to me, it was like a, a, a little bit odd how they went with it. Like, you know, you get introduced to Dana pretty early in this movie, Sigourney Weaver, but like, 
how much she doesn't want anything to do with Venkman, and all of a sudden Venkman just shows up at her apartment, follows him along, and is being a complete weirdo. He like he is legitimately one bad joke away from sexual assault yeah. charges. Like, <laughs> but I mean, for some reason that seems to turn her on. So hey, here we go. Oh yeah. <laughs> it, oh no, I also didn't really care for that one. The one joke they're like, I want to do a gynecology exam on on the on the mother. I'm like, what? Does he know what that word means? <laughs> It it felt like people were stupid and like you can't Google. There's another word uh, at one point where what did he say? You looked it up, Tiff. Yeah, it meant like his, the back of his penis or something. I was like, "What is that?" Mike was like, "I don't know." <laughs> I was like, well, "I don't know, but I'm laughing." <laughs> yeah, but, so I had to look it up because they all thought it was hilarious, and he had Egon had a dirty look on his face. So I was like, "Ooh." Yeah, it just felt also felt weird that it was Egon making some of those jokes. Like it felt out of place for Egon. Yeah, like that. Oh, I didn't. Yeah, there were. I mean, because again, it really did feel like you know you're making jokes that the audience won't know what you're talking about, so you're not worried about a higher rating or you know things like that because they'd have, they can't Google it. They'd have to literally well, go and grab a dictionary. Well, yeah, I know because the cartoon came came out after the first movie. And I know the cartoon was, like, a huge hit uh, for Saturday morning cartoons with kids. So they probably, like, really, really tried to keep this movie within a certain rating because their all their audience was children. So they had to have hidden sexual jokes? I mean, Spongebob does, too, to be fair. <laughs> all kids shows do. Yeah. yeah. yeah they're more the hidden. Parents interested. <laughs> this was just words that... You just didn't know yeah, what it meant and couldn't look this up. This is also 89, though, so, like, kids <laughs> were smoking smoking crack and doing <laughs> cocaine and having sex and <laughs> Like, this is... <laughs> and it's New York, like... <laughs> yeah, I guess that really does play a part. <laughs> oh, there were just a, a lot of things that... Like, the way that Bill Murray is in this, and every, I just didn't like any of it with how he reacts to Dana, especially early on. Just because, I mean, again, I've said this before in real life all the time. Like, there's a thin line between being a creep and being charming. It all depends on how the person looking at you feels. And, like, that's... It all I mean, depends on what you Bill look Murray. like. It's... He crossed it a couple of times. Like, he would go back and forth, be, like, charming, and then be like, oh, there's a creep. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, well, like, we... We also, like, throughout the whole thing, like, pr- have to pretend, like, Bill Murray is, like, the hottest sex gods in right. the world, and it's fucking Bill Murray. Like, right? <laughs> I don't he's think... never, to um, me, he's never been attractive. We're over here pretending that he's, like, Arnold Schwarzenegger, and <laughs> it's Bill Murray. Like... Yeah, that that's another thing I found weird. Like, the guy is not good-looking. I mean, like, I don't understand <laughs> going with this. Yeah, he's over here pulling Ripley, like... Yeah. It's just... They do some some odd stuff. Like, also, like, with, when it comes to, like, the slime when they're in the courtroom, and the whole reason why they even get out of prison, you know, even get away from going to prison, because the judge starts yelling at them while he's sentencing them that the slime activates, but I was think, watching when I rewatched the movie the second time, he's yelling earlier the slime doesn't do anything until the very end when they start yelling. Because they're yelling before that part, the slime does nothing. It isn't until he's, really it's know. small. But there's a part where, like, they don't really, sh- they kind of, like, brief past the sli- slime, but everybody's yelling. And you think if the other yelling affected it in the other mood, you think this would affect the slime, too. But it, it only is affected when the plot wants it to be. Are you talking about when they fall? No, when they're in the courtroom. I was also confused, like, not until later. No, it does. It okay. twitches. It does? Okay. It tw- the whole time it twitches. Like, every time he raises his voice, it's... 
Just a little bit. Okay. You just didn't pay attention. Maybe I'll have to watch it a third time. Okay. Yeah, every time <laughs> somebody yells or he... It's usually the judge. When the judge raises his it twitches. Okay. It just must really hate the judge. <laughs> well, I also found that odd, like, you know, as, as, the, as the scene progresses, you have these two ghosts that come out of the slime. I mean, and I was still, like... I watched the movie twice. I was trying to figure out: did they come? Did they come from the traps? Were they already there? Or since they were killed because of him, they already were in the. Like I didn't understand how what the what the logic was behind that. If there was any, none. Um, none. <laughs> it was just plot. <laughs> movie had a plot. Well, well. So I I just was looking up like some if there was like any weird things like facts or stuff with the movies, <laughs> and probably part of the reason why this movie is feels so off kilter is. One of the things is the original script was written by Aykroyd, and it was supposed to be set in Scotland and include fairies. Um, <laughs> and it got rewritten multiple times to what we got, and even still what we got wasn't what was written because the last 25 minutes of the film was 100% reshot within four months of, of the film releasing. So that would be all the Statue of Liberty stuff then? Yeah. yeah. I wonder what was, do you know what was before? I don't, but I'm just, it's so like the Statue of Liberty, the ghost train, and the photography darkroom scene were all. I like the ghost train. I reshot in the last, within four months of the film's release. And then, and, and then a few days after this film released, Batman got released. So, real <laughs> rough time. Real rough time to be Ghostbusters too. <laughs> uh, yeah, because I mean, Batman '89 is such a huge movie and take off. Yeah. Yes. Well, I mean, the, I mean, it made money. The budget was thirty to forty million, it says, and it made two hundred and fifteen. But I don't think they were they weren't happy with how it did. Apparently, is what I was reading on here. But I don't know all the details with that. They made their money back. Yeah, but movies are weird. What they expect? Oh, it made less money than the first movie. Oh, that was the yeah, issue. That was it. Yeah. Oh, boo, fucking boo. <laughs> But then when well, you release your movie right before Batman 89, I mean, that's what happened. Yeah, well, and also, like, making your money back as a movie is... So, the studios only have to report what they actually spent on the movie. They don't have to report what they spent on marketing. So, a good rule of, is whatever they report the movie cost, double it, because that's how much marketing costs, generally, for all the editing and commercials and posters and stuff. So... The movie has to make more than double what they spent on. I mean, in this case, it still does because yeah, could have made more and could have made more. Stupid Batman. <laughs> I don't know. So if it hadn't gone up against Batman, do you think it would have made more? Yeah, I do. I think also would have been remembered more fondly. I also think Bill Murray probably will have not been an asshole about returning for a third movie until after Harold Harold Ramis died. Yeah, because Bill Murray's a shithead. Yeah. <laughs> I'm telling you, he is how he is in all of his movies. He plays the same character in all of his goddamn movies. Oh, yeah. No, a lot of actors, I feel like, kind of play themselves. Yeah. We talk, Hey, we talked about one of them before we started recording. Yeah. He plays himself in every movie, apparently, and can't lose in a fight. Uh, yeah. I was like, <laughs> Which I did not yeah. know. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> not, not a fact for this movie, but something I will definitely remember. Yeah. Oh, another thing that I wanted to bring up, like, about the... About the court scene, I thought the court scene was good. I just was confused how the, that jump start all the ghost things. But that, I mean, that's fine. Like, I, I also don't like that. I feel like Ernie Hudson should have been more. In, like, they kind of cut him out in this movie too for the first part. I don't get why. He's a good actor. I mean, I like, <laughs> I like Ernie Hudson a lot. It's the eighties, and he's a minority. 
That's yeah. what happens in the eighties. If you weren't yeah. a straight white man, you weren't allowed to be in movies. Yeah, that's unfortunately very true. I just yeah. <laughs> Unless you were Eddie Murphy. Eddie yeah. Murphy or Sigourney Weaver, like those were the exceptions. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, out of the Ghost, I mean, I really like Ernie Hudson as an actor. I mean, I don't, I don't know, oh, yeah. much, but He's I like him in the Ghost stuff. He's hilarious. <laughs> I mean, I would have rather had more of him and less Bill Murray in this movie. A hundred percent. I mean, Dan, I Dan had Dana Aykroyd, fall in love with Ernie Hudson. <laughs> I mean, Dan Aykroyd is nuts. Right? I just. But that would have been great. <laughs> it's fine. I mean, I'm okay with him being nuts because I know he's kind of nuts in real life. So he plays the character great. Yeah. Pretty much, yeah. I mean, he's all into the occult. So, like, having, like, I, I, I really enjoyed the fact that the occult bookstore is from this movie. I had no memory of it, but I really liked that. I think yeah. they walked in and I was like, hey, wait a second. It looked exactly the same except a little more rundown. Yeah. Or um, a little newer, I guess, in this one. Yeah. I mean, it, just, it was also just kind of cool. I mean, I got a weird vibe, like, when the guy that walks out of the store. Which again, I'm sure wasn't heading because it didn't happen yet. It reminded me of the, of the Corinthian from Sandman, the guy with the sunglasses that just walked out the store that bought a book. That's what I thought of. But that, <laughs> that's what it reminded me of for some reason. I don't know. I mean, and I also thought it was like I like all when they had the commercials and you see them on you know see them on TV and all that stuff. One big question I have about this movie, which it never really answers me, is how long does this movie really take place? Like from like when when it starts to when it ends, because we know it ends at New Year's. But like I don't like how much time passed. You see, at one point, Ernie Hudson's wearing a Santa hat, so you know it's December. But like, does this whole movie take place in one month or less? Like, no, because before with the kids' party, it doesn't look like. Okay. So I would say it's probably plus court isn't that fast. I'm assuming to get your court, they'll just leave you in prison. Yeah, I would say maybe like at the earliest, this movie starts in like August. Okay. I mean, small thing, but it was something that... Because the little kids, none of them... Well, they're inside, but they're all dressed in, like... They don't have sweaters or anything on. The little yeah. Kids oh, okay, I didn't catch that, but okay. I mean, and I also thought it was weird that they were dancing to their own song. <laughs> I don't know, it just... He-Man, He-Man, who are you going to call? He-Man! That was kind of funny, actually. <laughs> oh, I'm not a He-Man fan, but it, it's no, just the so time. All the He-Man jokes were because the same animation studio that made He-Man was the animators of the cart- the Ghostbusters cartoon. Ah, oh! That's funny. That's cool. I didn't know that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I had the toys, though. I can tell you that. Oh, it's only toys. Why is he black? I got nothing. But it's a good- I, remember, I remember liking the real Ghostbusters, but I haven't seen it in so many years, so I can't remember I tried to wa- I've watched a couple episodes because I found them online somewhere, and it was fine. <laughs> It was fun. <laughs> That's not something you can always say about old cartoons when you go back. Because I've tried that in summer and not good. Yeah. I never watched that cartoon. I never will. So that, that, <laughs> which, that was which different. cartoon? Beetlejuice. Oh, yeah. No, I'll never, I'll oh, never yeah. taint that. We movie. tried. We that. tried a couple episodes that were free with the movie. <laughs> they were bad. <laughs> and then the, some of the stuff with the slime was just like how much slime they had because, like, you know. When you see like the stuff of the Statue of Liberty near the end of this movie, like they must have had a ton of slime. Like, where did they get that from? Did they just go down and stock up, or what? That's what I'm guessing. That we just never see it. Oh, and you brought up a, another scene earlier that I want I want to go back to. I really like the darkroom scene. I felt like that was in a oh, different yeah. movie than what it than this movie because it's not a comical scene. I mean, they almost get burned to death. Yeah, and it destroys all the evidence to make them you know to show like, hey, these guys are crazy because there's no evidence. Like, but it doesn't fit in this movie. Yeah. Yeah, but I, I, I liked it, but it also, like, Vigo's powers, like, change a lot. Like, you don't really... Like, I feel like Vigo really doesn't do a whole lot in this movie. Well, I mean, 
the scene probably makes no sense because it was shot within four months of the film's release. Yeah. And they needed to get from point A to point B. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, that seems like that's really cutting it close, especially for a special effects movie. Yeah. Like, and back then, yeah. Like, <laughs> back when they're still, like, actually cutting film. Yeah. Like, that's so. That's such a fast turnaround. Like, you say the you CGI artists are overworked today. Like, what the hell? <laughs> I mean, plus with that, I mean, I'm sure there was a there was a decent amount of runtime that had that you needed ahead of time to get the film produced to get it shipped out. Like, yeah, you know, that's really cutting it close. Yeah, because this isn't like where you can send an email with the file like you can today. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we're here. Just click this and download this. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, that was just something that I found that was. That was okay. That's just really weird to me. All right, and then an, another thing that I um, want to bring up, I'm just looking at my note. Um, like the the whole toaster scene felt like it was only there for one reason, like just to show what they could do with the slime that they can make things move. I feel like yeah, most of it was like I think they came up with like, hey, we want to have Statue of Liberty dancing and walking around. Like, let's. Like how do we how do we get from point A to point B? Like what do we have to set up? And that's probably why like power the Vigo's powers were changing and stuff, and the slime was weird because they were just like ah like what's cool now let's tie it together not well. <laughs> and that was probably a cheap way to do it. Yeah, it would be easy to make that toaster hop around. <laughs> yeah, and probably cheaper too. I don't know. I just feel like I could have done without the Statue of Liberty walking in general because. All thing went through my brain is like you couldn't think of some other way to represent New York than getting a giant statue to ruin your city as it walks and destroys all your streets. And the people are like, yeah, like there should have been a scene of it crushing in through the city because of all the plumbing and everything else and just falling apart. And, you know, (laughs) I feel like that might have been over the weight limit of what the city could handle, you know, well, especially with all the potholes and stuff. Yeah, well, I mean, this was I mean, this was just in a that weird time though when like the first one was popular. Let's remake it <laughs> and put a number two on the end of it. Like that's all any like all of these movies were, except the ones that like really broke ground, like the Indiana Jones franchise or Aliens or like the F- Bill and Ted's. Like those were like only a few movies like didn't do the exact same thing in the second one as they did the first but okay yeah i mean, I forget that movies do that a lot and i mean also it feels weird to me that this movie's five years late like again like it took them five years to make a sequel it seems kind of like you're not coasting off the energy you should be coasting off again scotland's and fairies they <laughs> <laughs> avatar shouldn't have a sequel even though i, just, I know it just came out at the oh, time of recording this and then another two words boondock saint Okay, yeah, you're right. That shouldn't have a sequel either. I mean, I could probably keep going with more movies, but <laughs> yeah, it's just... I'm not dissing my one of my favorite movies, but Boondocks. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, I I also wish that would have been like a small scene to somehow cue more in like the whole stuff with Vigo. Like all of a sudden, the whole plot of that is they brought this painting out of storage, and then now he's infecting. Pe- now he's you know trying to take over. And it's he gave like there's a random scene where he like zaps Janos, and then suddenly Janos has all these powers. Like, he goes and kidnaps the baby. Where, yeah, he turns into, like, a ghost, ghost monster. <laughs> and I'm like, this is so weird. Like, where did he get all these powers? Yeah, that was super strange to me. I yeah. didn't... Oh, and we were talking about earlier that actor, the only thing that I recognized that actor from was he's in a random episode of Big Bang Theory where he plays a nut in a cabin. 
No, I haven't. He was in Adam's Family. He was in the... Um, Which Adam's Family? I've, the movie? Whichever one she... The one with Christina Ricci and whichever one okay, she goes yeah, to camp. Is that the first one? Second one, I think. That's, uh, it's definitely the movie. I didn't know if you were talking about the TV show, the black oh, and white sorry. TV show or not. Yes, she. So it's because that's my Adams family. Oh, I see. Yeah, it's the Christina Ricci movies. I can't remember. I think it's the first one where she goes to camp. He's a counselor. It's just everything was Vigo to me. It just felt very odd. Like the only guy he takes over is Giannis. Yet we can see that he kind of like confuses Ray a couple times. I mean, the very end he takes over Ray, but like throughout this movie, there's one small scene where he like starts to almost possess. Like Ray goes into a daze, but then that again doesn't really pay off either. Like yeah. it's just. They're setting that up for when he possesses Ray. That was just... They have little setups throughout. You just gotta pay attention. I was, but I didn't like it. Okay, that's not my fault. I also didn't like how all the slime is just flowing to the museum, and that's the whole, like, plot of everything. Oh, the slime's all going right here! And then it gets, like, encased in a big slime ball. (laughs) Yeah, that reminded me of Paris, I do. But, which comes out many years later. I don't know, it just... And then the stuff with the mayor, like one the, the mayor's assistant that I can't remember that actor's name, but I know he's in tons of stuff in the 80s and 90s. And he always plays like a bad guy. I feel like he does. He's in Wayne's World also. I can't remember. His, I, I didn't I don't know his name. I, I, I know you know what I'm talking about, Adam, right? That bald. I think he's bald. Yeah. Yeah. I reckon I can see his face. <laughs> yeah. He's a he's a very big character actor that you just see in random. I mean, you see him a lot of random stuff. It just. And I mean, I do like how, like, you know, he ends up having them thrown into a into a psych ward because they're <laughs> being, you know, because they threaten to blackmail the mayor, essentially. And Peter's yeah. just like, I don't know. these. I think these guys are nuts. I don't know why I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and just like this, as I mentioned earlier, just like this movie does, where we just don't have a character for part of the movie because we don't care about him. We have a special guest that joined us. <laughs> that was my joke. I just wanted to throw. I don't. I can't. I don't like it. I really like. Well, I also met Ernie Hudson, so that's why I also really like Ernie Hudson. Shut up! I hate you. <laughs> he came to my work Asshole. once. <laughs> <laughs> just randomly, he just came into my work. I worked at a FedEx, and I was like, oh. <laughs> and I was helping him do whatever he was printing something, but it was just funny. Yeah, my wife hey, was mad at me. This is the fifth Ghostbuster Caruset at Carrie Chandler. Sorry, I'm late. Oh, you're I'm good. Good. <laughs> It's really not okay. <laughs> welcome, welcome. I'm just glad I, I record this all in one spot and don't do multiple tracks. So I don't have to piece it together. Yeah, sorry. So yeah, really sorry. Oh, you're all that. good. I'm just glad you made it, Carrie. Yeah. So we were talking about uh, then uh, getting, uh, well, yeah, no, y'all do it. Y'all go. We've just been kind of jumping around with the movie, talking about all the different scenes and everything. So, I mean, anything you want to bring up, feel free to, you know, we'll, we'll take, you know, get your take on stuff. Well, I agree with you. I love Winston and I'm sad that he's only in half the movie. He seems yeah. like he's an afterthought in this one. We gotta make room for sex offenders. <laughs> yeah, we were we were saying that our favorite parts were every parts that Bill Murray uh, sexually assaults and harasses <laughs> women, and <laughs> that we don't see it problematic at all. And, they, <laughs> and they're just like, oh, he's so hot. Like, <laughs> I think it's amazing. <laughs> Yeah, there's a lot of odd stuff. Oh, one one joke that I I'm assuming was a, a the, the New York joke when he when 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 Venkman they have the baby over at the, at the apartment and he doesn't have any diapers, so he wraps them in a in a jet sweater. Yeah, I'm assuming it's supposed to be a joke that the jets suck, even when you're a New Yorker. But I I don't, I don't know. I think I mean he was just <laughs> saying like this is you know this was given to me by by a girl, so don't mess with it. 
I didn't. I didn't think about it. Yeah, but when it's a baby now. and you wrap it around, it it's, it's gonna get full of shit. It's gonna get full of shit. So <laughs> I never yeah. thought that he could be It's a football team, but I feel like it's not a. I don't. I don't know in the eighties if it's a, like. I know like when I got into football in, in the two thousand mid two thousands, like Jets were not good. No, so, was it given <laughs> to him by Sigourney Weaver? Is that why that's a joke? Maybe. See, no, I don't like football, so I just keep thinking to the Winnipeg Jets. <laughs> <laughs> this would have been the era with uh, the Richard Refrigerator Perry, like so they at least had that like one really good famous player. Okay, and they would. I don't either. <laughs> I'm He's the guy big. from the the Coca Cola commercial, the famous Coca Cola commercial, where the kid the, gave him a Coke and then he oh the, the grab a Coke oh, and a smile. I know what you're talking yeah. about? <laughs> I only know that commercial because it was in the movie Miracle. Oh. <laughs> I actually know you have no idea, do you? Nope. Oh, shut up! One thing that I, I do want to mention, like when they go in the slime river, and all of a sudden, when they, you know, when they get out of the slime river, you have that whole scene where they're fighting each other. You, take off your and just because they take off their clothes, all of a sudden they're fine. Like they were all covered in goo completely. Like I feel like taking off clothes wouldn't have affected it. Well, clearly you've never taken off your clothes after be covered in slime. Mike. I'll say. <laughs> I, I just want to know it wouldn't have it wouldn't soak through because they were wearing rain slicker like they're wearing full body like rain 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 suits but it did get on their heads yes yeah it's all over their faces but, and stuff but still they 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 got less of it on them by taking off the the rain suits okay but I think it's I think it's like, oh, I'm better right it was way too quick yeah I it, I think the slime works like like a drop's not gonna do anything. Like faceful isn't going to do anything, but a full body dosage like that's that's enough. Okay. Yeah, we do see later. I mean, the, the you know the slime can be positive or negative. They at that point in the movie they've said, oh, it's you know it feeds on negative emotions, but then later they show that it also feeds on positive emotions. So I don't know. Yeah, because obviously the whole city of New York will band together to be positive for once. <laughs> yeah, I, I I think it's you know it's it's a you know it's a silly like you know eighties comedy, but I thought it was I, I, I love this movie. I you know it's got its little issues, but I've been I talking. I don't take it too serious. We've been talking a lot of shit, but I, I to be fair, I also <laughs> like this movie too. I, I, I enjoyed hate this it. Movie. <laughs> I mean, I'm still going to talk shit about it, uh, but my radio will be different. But like, <laughs> it's still fun. We can pick it apart and be like, "This makes no sense," but it's still to me, it's still the movie because me and my dad watch it all. I think that's why I can still quote lines. So uh, I've, I've seen this movie exactly two times, and one of them was in preparation for this. So <laughs> okay, I've seen it two times in the last week in preparation for this, and I've seen it. I feel like I saw it a bunch on TV because I remember very little bits and pieces of it. So it probably would have been something I would have caught on TV here and there. Oh, and I finally get one joke, which a friend of mine on, on one Facebook group for a long time, his profile picture was Vigo with a cap. And I never yeah. understood that. I'm like, OK. And then finally, when we watch this movie, I'm like, oh, now I get that joke. He's like, we'll paint a cat right there. He misses his kitty. He's passing that around at yeah. one point. Yeah. He's got Carpathian kitten envy. He misses his kitty. <laughs> That's what he says. I yeah, I know. So my background of this movie is when I was a kid, we had this on VHS since I was like six. Or it came out when I was six, so I was probably when I was like seven or eight. We had this on VHS recorded off of like a free HBO trial. That's what most of our movies were <laughs> as a kid. We just had a wall of VHS from those free HBO trials. And I have probably seen this movie at least I, I would say north of forty times. But I haven't seen until yesterday. 
I had not seen it since the 1990s. (laughs) So, yeah, so I grew up watching this movie a lot. And then I, the original Ghostbusters is one of my favorite comedies ever. And I didn't see that till I was grown in my 20s. So this movie I had already seen dozens of times before I ever saw the original. So I'm trying to think. I saw this one for the first time when I went to the store saw a Ghostbusters 1 and 2 DVD box set and went, <laughs> oh, there's a second Ghostbusters? <laughs> and bought the DVD box set. <laughs> that's great. But I mean, that's, that's fair. I mean, so this movie I, is not talked about compared to the first one. So I hadn't seen the movie in like 20, 25 years. And I watched it yesterday and I was sitting there saying lines as they happened the entire movie. And it just came back immediately. And But then there were certain jokes that I got this time that flew over my head, like little some of the sexual innuendo and oh stuff. Oh, God, in it. yes. Um, it's that, a real travesty that Ron Jeremy isn't in the second one. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's just really clear at one point that Egon is fucking the slime. Like, he definitely is. <laughs> oh, yeah, there was that joke where they make a comedy like, well, you're not sleeping with it, right? He's like, uh, um, um, um. And he's like, oh, it's always the quiet ones. Yeah. <laughs> Except when he, like, stutters, all I can imagine is Egon having the slime, like, wrapped in a little blankie and snuggling it in his bed. Yeah, that, that yeah, might that be what they were referencing. Yeah, that, that might be all, yeah, like, might be sure? all that's happening. <laughs> I was thinking American Pie, Apple Pie joke. But, uh, I, wonder, I wonder if that's, like, the in-universe canon for how he got sick and died in the third one. <laughs> oh, God. Well, <laughs> I think in, in the in-universe, this movie never happened. Oh really? I thought I. I mean, I. I don't know. No, that's I, how think I, it, I think it does, but it's like the black sheep that no one wants to talk about. Like, uh, yeah, no, I love this movie. I mean, it's be- it's definitely better than any of the recent Ghostbusters movies. Like, by, I don't know. I like that. By, uh, I like that for like too. I like that. I yeah. think it was just because it. Yeah. It's also not the same exact movie as these two or the reboot. <laughs> so I yeah. Oh, I'm going to now. Now that we covered this, I'm going to try to make myself cover the reboot. Okay. Oh, the, so if you're going to watch the reboot, really just watch it just for Chris Hemsworth. Oh, like, it's the re- Oh, you know, I haven't actually I haven't seen that one, so I could I can't say that it's it's yeah. it's pure shit, but Chris Hemsworth <laughs> is the greatest thing to happen to that he, movie. He's the he's the Gina, right? Yeah, he's Antipod. Uh, yeah, so that's wonderful. He is yeah, G- great. Gina, Gina Melnick. Yeah, he. Yes, um, I'll like. I'll just tease you a little bit with that one. At one point, Chris Hemsworth is he wears glasses, and at one point he goes and rubs his eye through his glasses, <laughs> and everyone's like, "What are you do? Like, what? You don't have lenses in those?" And he's like, "Oh, like the, they always got dirty and stuff." So I just took them out. So he just wears the frames because he has to wear glasses, but took the lenses out of the glasses. What? That's, that's a good joke. Yeah, that's a good joke. Okay. He, he, like is, he is amazing in that movie. And then on the there's a deleted scene. It's a five-minute dance sequence that they cut from the movie. And it's just Chris Hemsworth dancing. It's okay. really glorious. Because... I, there was already like four minutes of Chris Hemsworth dancing in the movie. I found like the Chris same scene, like in the same movie. in the same scene. Like oh. it's one long scene that they cut five minutes out of. <laughs> oh, oh, 
thought you meant they just cut the dancing scene. I was like, no, no, no. They trimmed the dancing scene, and that's just what we got okay. left with. Well, now we gotta go see Chris Hemsworth. I do want to see the movie at some point. I just don't want to pay for it. Does he have? Yeah, no. I, I I'd like to see it. Yeah. <laughs> you got Thor for that. I give it. I give it. A, I give it a shot. I love Chris Hemsworth. He's really funny, and he's not making movies anymore. So. Yeah, not for a while. Yeah. Oh, one character we haven't talked about yet that's in the... Uh, we haven't talked about Rick Moranis in this movie yet. Ah, I love him. Yeah. Oh, I, yeah, he's great in this. He is. He really is. I mean, I like the fact that, like, you know, in the end, he finally suits up as a Ghostbuster. I mean, he has some good scenes. He he, and he, he's the hero at the end. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, everybody's like, you know, like, he's like, I did it. I did it. And they're like, and they're all, you know, like hugging him and stuff. And he, <laughs> you gets, know he, like. he gets, he gets Gina. She's just like super horny for him. And I love Gina. I love Anna. Yeah, I do. I do too. I, I had a big thing for her as a kid. I, I, um, <laughs> I, I grew up like watching designing women with my mom. Ooh, I was just going to that. I love her. So I was, women. I've had a crush on her since I was like five. So, <laughs> I, so I loved her in this movie. It's like when, when she, she has the trailer line, the, Yes, they're back. <laughs> you know, but it's the uh, she has like the best voice, Ghostbusters. Yeah, I, <laughs> can I help you? Ghostbusters, can I help you? Yes, help they're you? back. She's amazing. <laughs> yeah, she is. I want, I want, like a lot of people say they want Morgan Freeman to narrate their life. I want Gina to narrate my life. Yes. yes. <laughs> I just, I, I mean, I really do enjoy that scene where you have her, where like she just, you know, it's all like you're saying, all hot and bothered for him. Like I think it's just funny. It's really good. I want to have a child of my own. Wait, <laughs> wait, tonight? Oh, tonight? okay, let's go. <laughs> or the fact that, like, his hair is all messed up, just and it reminds me of the first movie. It's the same exact look he has when he's possessed. Yes, yes. So I just thought that was really cool. I, I love that, tonight. That's, that's such a good line. <laughs> oh. So there's a lot of, I mean, there there are good stuff. One scene that I particularly uh, really liked a lot is when when you do have like all the ghosts start showing up later on. The shit and the city's really going yes, to hell. The montage and the the ladies, montage. the fur coat. I like called my son into the room <laughs> to watch that scene of the fur coat coming to life, that. and then it goes running down the street. I love it. I love awesome. it. Start biting her. And she's like, ah, ah, ah. The, the Titanic shows up. <laughs> I love the Titanic. <laughs> That because yeah. even back then, I think when I would, whenever I would have first seen this movie, I always was a fan of the Titanic stuff and like what happened with that, and then seeing that in this movie being referenced, and they're like, "Well, better late than never," and you just see all these ghost people getting off the ship. Like, I just really like that. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. I was in uh, Odyssey of the Mind in fifth grade, and I was I wrote the play that we did, and it was about the Titanic, and so like, and and that was you know the the James Cameron Titanic movie came out when I was in high school. So that was, yeah, that was like five years before that. And so, so yeah, I was like, I knew about the Titanic when I was a kid and then seeing it in this movie, I was like, Oh yeah, yeah. From the Ghostbusters too. Yeah, no, I know about the Titanic. I really am the youngest one here. The James Cameron movie came out when I was one years old or maybe zero. <laughs> what year? You are the youngest one here. No, I'm not yeah, all of you. I'm the oldest one old. here. No, I'm, I'm I'll be 40 in April. Yeah. See <laughs> okay. I'll be 41 in February. I beat him by a year. And Adam, I know that you yeah. said you, you got to get fair. going here soon. Yeah. Um, before, no, so sorry. I, well, you're good. So oh, we're just going to keep going, but I wanted to. So, Adam, what is your shelf stacker box for this? We'll do it a little differently than normal. Um, Just for him. <laughs> Let's see. Stack. <laughs> okay. Stack. Hey, not, all right. I thought you were going to say box. So no, because it's not. A pile of hot garbage. It's just a <laughs> pile of 
garbage. <laughs> <laughs> that you could watch occasionally if you Yeah, if it's on, I'll watch it. Like I get that. Okay. Alright, no, I'm glad I'm glad you didn't hate it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I always feel bad when I get people on to especially something they've never seen or never played before and they're like, this is trash. I do that to Jeff all the time, so it's <laughs> fine. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say do it to Nick. No, uh, Nick's existence is torture enough for himself. So, <laughs> well, uh, thank you for joining us, Adam. And where can people find you at? Uh, you can find me uh, at You Hate to See It uh, wherever you listen to podcasts. We're on Apple, Spotify, everywhere. We also have a Patreon, so check that out and get a bunch of bonus content. It's You Hate to See It. All right, and there'll be a link in the show notes to your podcast. And thank you again for joining us. Yeah, thank you for having me. All right. Right, and then there, one other one thing I want to mention, like we were talking about earlier before you were able to join us, Carrie, we kind of went to the movie and we, we mentioned a lot of different things, but feel free, any scene that you want to uh, bring up, I'd gladly get your opinion on what you thought of different things. Yeah, um, my uh, so one of my favorite scenes in it that I always think about is the the Scolari brothers, the courtroom yeah. scene. I love the Scolari brothers. <laughs> there, there's really only one big action scene in this movie, and that's it. You know, uh, Ghostbusters 1 has the 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 hotel scene and then later it's got the big fight with Zool and the marshmallow man and this one has that and then the fight with Vigo's not much really a fight really not really it's 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 more of a, a talk for the most part <laughs> you know but they've got this big action this big action set piece and I remember watching like a, a corridor crew episode where they showed how they did the special effects for it and it was because really, it's mostly practical yeah. you know. Well, I mean, it's all, it's pretty much all practical, right? Cause yeah. And which is why I like movies from back then is I like the practical effects when they're done well. And this one is really good. I like practical effects as well too. I, oh, I know you do. I get upset uh, with everything CGI. It upsets me. No, I, I feel you. I feel similarly. It, it depends, but yeah, I prefer. It the does depend. When it's so how do you back. feel about CGI racing on a desert track for no reason in your movie? How do you feel about that? I haven't heard yet. CGI racing. Oh, are you talking about pod racing? Oh, that, I mean, that's that's one of the few okay parts in that movie. So <laughs> that's the best scene in that whole movie. It's like it's a, it's a, it's a, no, it's not the best. Best scene is Duel of the Fates, but okay, it's just a lot of CGI. But uh, no, no, um, but yeah, I really like that scene. I love the the judge, and he's like, "It's six Scalari brothers. I gave him. I tried him for murder. I try. I give him the chair." <laughs> I just That's probably why they're in electric chairs. <laughs> and then, yeah, they're they're floating around in electric chairs. They look like something from like the Disney haunted, like Disneyland's haunted mansion. <laughs> okay, I can like, see ride. that. Like they remind me of the ghosts on haunted mansion. Like they're cartoonish. They're like huge. Also, if you look, they're like twelve feet tall. Which is funny because half the half the ghosts are cartoonish and half look like real people. Like Slimer yeah. is just I don't know. Where that came from? Like, is that was that supposed to be a person? Went into a blender, maybe. I I got nothing. Yeah, I I think like the way I always I mean, if I was trying to like make a serious headcanon for it, it's like the more far removed they are from humanity, then the more like grotesque and weird they become. Okay, that you know? makes so sense. like recent, you know, fairly recently dead people are mostly human looking, and then you know, Slimer's probably ancient. Jogger. I like the jogger. I love thing. the jo- I love the jogger, and, he, and Bill Murray sitting there in disguise. And you pull him into a trap, and that's just so rude. Like he's yeah, he, wasn't, he wasn't he wasn't hurting doing, anybody. He he was like you know like uh, scaring people, but that's their problem. 
No, yes, but he wasn't purposely <laughs> scaring people. It's not like he was like, Rah! "Hey, they had to they had to get work." So <laughs> that's what it was. I mean, I'm like, well, I'm wondering who paid them for that. Is that the city? Is that is that the like public works? Per, you know, par- parks and recreation. Well, yeah, that's a good. That's question. how. That's how that, I took it. Yeah, probably like that, the city. Well, I don't know because they're not on they're not on good terms with the city at that point in the movie. So they didn't pay no. Uh, good point. Oh, what well, is I your, guess they're not in. They're not. Bad. What is your opinion of the music in this movie? Like, I kind of talked oh, about I love it. earlier that I didn't care for the new song. The new song's fine. My, uh, I I don't like the rap at the end of the movie. That one's a little dumb. But the uh, I like the I like the song from the montage that we were just talking about. So you have two montages. You have the montage when things are going well, and that's with the that that's the one with the jogger. And it's it's like well I guess we're gonna have to take a fall <laughs> you know they're like playing that and they play it again later um, they play like a down like a a downbeat version of it for the uh, for another uh, for the second montage um, I like that I like the um, the music I can't remember what it's called but the the getting me higher and higher the, <laughs> the Statue of uh, Liberty Bobby, stuff Bobby Darren or whatever it was yeah the, for the Statue of Liberty but also for the toaster scene I. Um, I- I did laugh when he pulls out the Nintendo uh, gamepad. Yes, yeah, the, the NES Advantage. What don't you understand? How is that supposed to control? Supposedly, it? yes. But how? Like, did they wire it somehow? They must have slimed it somehow. She yeah, just, I got nothing. She just knows you press the big red button, she walks. Well, I mean, she's <laughs> she possessed. The black button, and she smashes the top. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that's never explained. That's I mean, I figure it's, I figure it's, you know, it's like psychically linked with the person, and the the NES advantage is more for Ray. <laughs> it's it's to give Ray something to focus his his like in, okay. in you know it's like in in magic you know you like you build your circle and all that that's them doing the slime and then you have your focus like your your <laughs> crystal or whatever to help you focus your your mind on the your intent on the uh, spell the controller yeah so I, the controller is his crystal so to speak okay, okay I'll give you that that, that makes more sense <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm getting real serious can head I do like that there's two like I think there's two Mario Brothers references in this movie too like with um Beckman like oh we could play Mario and I'm like it's funny uh, oh no no it's um it's uh what's his what is uh the what is his name the the nerdy guy the accountant Rick Moranis character? Yeah, Rick Moranis. What is his, his character saying? I can't, I can't remember, remember the name. Well, this well it's him. It's him that says that um, he suggested when they're babysitting um, and yep. she says the baby's asleep. He's like, well, what we could we could watch TV or we could play Super Mario Brothers. He says Mario <laughs> because it's from New York. It makes sense. I mean, and it, you know, it's not, it's, you know, very, I mean, this is 89. So, you know, Nintendo oh, just came out. Say it. I listen to people on a podcast like yesterday oh. saying Mario Brothers left and right. Ow, so I don't know, but it's, it's. <sighs> Lot people from like New York say Mario. Yeah, okay. If they're, if they're not like you know like ser- serious gamers, no, Mario is the American Italian way of saying Mario. I think. Oh, okay. Like the like the like the Jersey Shore way of saying Mario. That those kinds of Italians. <laughs> no, it's, I, I do like that type of stuff, and it's nice seeing Rick Moranis in another movie. Like everything with him, oh, I, I thought it. was good with this, and he's, he's, he every little thing with him was great. When she zips him up in in uh, Egon's extra thing, and she is so horny. Which you remember in the first movie, <laughs> the first movie she's really horny for Egon, right? yes. And then she zips him up in Egon's jumpsuit, and she's like, "I think you look great." Powerful, no, that's whatever. Egon's jumpsuit. It does, yeah. It says it shouldn't uh, fit, but it says, uh, no, I'm uh, gonna get him 
Did it shrink in the washer? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It says it on the name. The name. The name tag says uh, Spangler. Oh yeah. man, I missed that. Yeah, it says Spangler. So okay. Yeah, I I love like there's this joke this so both of these movies have like really good joke writing. There's joke joke joke, and they're real fast, and everyone's like performing them like really well, dead deadpan like perfectly. Like um, in the beginning when Egon is uh, when when Egon is at the um, the psychology experiment lab or whatever, and he's like, let's see what happens when we take away the pump. but there's a joke there he's you know he's he's got this thing he's like you know he's got the couple arguing in the room and he's saying i'm trying to see if people's emotions can affect their environment and he has this thing and he's scanning and it's like it it beeps in a certain way and he goes "Ooh, interesting right (laughs) then she god dana is like asking about um bill murray and she's like does he ever talk about me and she has her back to him and he hesitates and goes no, and then he scans her while she he scans her after he says no, <laughs> and it and it lights up the same way it lit up before, and he gets this like oh interesting look on his face, <laughs> like oh please look. So I never caught that he was like lying to her on purpose to make her sad so that he could test it. <laughs> so he could test her. So okay. he could test yeah. So he could test to see if it affected the environment. I felt like, bad for the people in in that scene because like you know he's like oh yeah I lied to them. And I'm like you know you just made them wait for three hours for nothing he said the room was he said it was 92 degrees oh god also, they did not look hot enough for no they they did not look hot enough for 92 degrees I'm like, like no. i would have been having my shirt off and like michael i gotta get out of here it's too hot no, you yeah would. that yeah 92 was ridiculous they should have said <laughs> i was like 92 <laughs> degrees what that's the, the point where i'm like i'm gonna puke that's too hot. yeah i, I mean <laughs> that is yeah just a weird I do like that he's, you know, that he's successful in this, like that, because, I mean, one thing about this movie is that they're all kind, none of them are really, well, I guess ben, Benkman's successful enough, he's his own TV show, so, like. Yeah, he has, he has, a, he has a cable TV show, Ray owns his own bookstore, which, you know. They never say about Winston in this movie, like no, what he's he doing. he just shows back up, he's like, alright, I'm back. That's why I think, like, they in even, Afterlife, they make a reference to how he was, like, a businessman, and, you know, I'm glad they had that, that and give him his due in that movie. Yeah, it's it mm-hmm. it is it is sad because in the first movie he just shows up later and he's you know he's just a hired hand and they're like asking if he you know believes in ghosts and stuff and he's like if there's a steady paycheck in it I'll believe <laughs> whatever you say and in this one they have their big triumphant movement moment and their big action set piece in the court scene and then he doesn't show up until after that so he doesn't even get to be in any like any yeah it's kind of sad but he does get his one thing which is the train. That That's goes a good around, scene. And his hair's all standing on end. I and, love that scene. and he's like, Did you did you see if it was the number whatever line? And he's like, <laughs> no, he's I like, I missed it. it. I missed it. <laughs> and also like that scene right before that where they see all the floating heads, because it's supposed to be Vigo, like the murders that he did before when he was in power. Yeah. I that that scene is still freaky. <laughs> like it's because you can tell I me mean, they're all, you know, it's all prosthetic type stuff that they just made that, you know, threw together. Like it looks real enough. Like it's it creepy. Looks, yeah, yeah. I mean, not like, you know, it but it's not like, like CG. It looked like Halloween decorations. I was going to say, it looked like some new Wyatt Spirit Halloween. I don't like it either yeah. way. It's like Spirit Halloween. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably exactly. I remember it being scary when I was. Halloween and they're like shoving down a stick, <laughs> messed up the hair. I don't know. It's a creepy scene, and it didn't I, I think it clicked more the second we watched this. As I said earlier in the show, we watched this movie twice in, in this last week. Because he got our dates. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so I watched it twice, and it's like it 
I didn't, I don't think it clicked the second time how it's, you know, supposed to be what Vigo was doing. Cause they have like that one small scene where they're looking at the computer and they look up like what Vigo did, which I laughed my ass off cause the internet, the internet wasn't around in 89, I want to say, right? No, it was, it was, okay. Usenet. it was Usenet. It wasn't the World Wide web wasn't around in 89. Okay, but just, there was, was the, the kind of internet that someone like Egon would be on was around since like 85, 86. So, okay. I did like how, like, again, information isn't as easy to, you know, to obtain at that time. So, like, you can get away with some stuff. And I did like that. I'd rather see them go in that library that they keep going into. And yeah. bringing well, out uh, the big butt going, ooh, there he is. Well, in this movie, they're going into the museum. But, oh, wait, no, they could have gone to Ray's bookstore and found it there. There you go. That I would have liked cool. a little bit more connection with Vigo, too. Like, why they're fight like, more about him. Like, other than his whole plot is just, I'm going to get a baby and possess the baby. Because oh, even no, if you and, possess a baby, you're still a baby. No, but he's gonna he's gonna be reborn in the baby's body, and then uh, the the doctor is gonna take care of him. I guess he said you're you know we'll be a family. Um, you know she'll be your wife and my mother. You know, so like they're gonna she'll they're gonna yes she'll be ours right. I do like how the whole motive uh, we wife talked about to you mother to me or something like that. <laughs> earlier. The whole motive of Giannis, even I think he's being controlled, is that. He wanted he wanted Sigourney Weaver. It's like, okay, I'll go along with your plan. I get the woman. Yeah, right? he's he's a creep. He's a creep. They showed <laughs> he was a creep from the beginning. He's he's trying to you know he's hitting on this woman that works for him part time. He goes to her house, or though he's possessed by the point that he goes to her house. But still, yeah. Oh, by the way, so he's supposed to get the baby, right? But then he doesn't get the baby. A ghost comes and gets the. Oh, uh, that's supposed to be him. That's supposed to be him. Yeah, so he's he got, like. He got, like, Somehow ghost. he turns into a ghost monster, gets the baby, and then is nor- and, you, and looks like an old woman from the. If you look super close, it has his face, and Sigourney Weaver even says, "That was Yanos. That was Yanos." Even though the part that's so weird right, is that that's right. never like in all the time that you see it, he doesn't have powers or anything really. Well, no, they show his powers. He goes after. They do show him have powers one other time. Whenever there's the power outage and he goes to her apartment, then he walks down the hallway and has flashlight eyes. Oh, I didn't see that. Yeah. He walks uh, uh, after she closes the door. He turns and walks away, and he lights up the hallway with like very, very cheesy-looking flashlight eyes. <laughs> okay, it's like reddish, reddish flashlight beams coming out of his eyes, but they're like clearly added in post, just painted <laughs> on to the uh, the fr- to the film, so it has that like real fake look to it. But it's still, yeah, okay. Oh, that, may not, that may not be in the because you know what. That may be, maybe not be in the version that they have streaming. Oh, they actually, they don't so, have the streaming. Any, well, I mean, it's not on Amazon. You can rent it or buy it. There's nowhere you can stream it as part of your subscription. I actually yeah. pulled out the DVD that I've had for years. Yeah, no, I, 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 I bought it. You did, uh, yes, but I, I did I bought, uh, I bought it on Amazon because I don't have a VCR, so. <laughs> I was like, I, oh, I do. I bought my mom a VCR for Christmas, and I was, so I could have, like, gone to my mom's house and watched it. Well, I mean, no, maybe this is, you know, a different cut. Like, I mean, cause that happens all the time with movies. But no, but, yeah, we uh, hadn't. That, that definitely is in the version of the movie that I grew up watching is he has the flashlight eyes. I can see it right now. That, that, I think I remember that. Yeah, but, but I, I don't, don't I did not see. I was actually, asleep. I did. I don't remember seeing it this time, but I might have been looking down or looking away or something. But uh, brief. Yeah, it's not a long scene. It is very brief. It's like it's like two seconds of him walk, like turning away from her door. And he's in the dark hallway and he lights it up with red beams from his eyes. But other than that, yeah. So I, 
I was always like, I wasn't sure if he was, if he turned into the ghost woman or if he like summoned her or what, but I guess. Yeah, he's supposed to be. He turned into her. I suppose he could have summoned her and it still could have looked. I don't know. They're very unclear. I didn't think the fact that it was him until she was like, that was Yanosh. And I'm like, oh, you can barely tell. It really looks like. It is like the shape of his face for sure. Yeah. And yeah. I was like, so when do we go start kidnapping babies? Like, <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a little odd. One thing we hadn't we hadn't talked about yet is the stuff with Vigo near the end, like the whole fight when they with a, a little bit of fight that they do with him. Like, I thought that was kind of like I didn't really understand. Like, you know, you have Venkman just starts insulting him, and I, and I saw when I watched the second time, I'm like, okay, I'm like, okay, did something happen? He's insulting him, but his insulting didn't do anything at all. It just got them in more trouble. It was all because people started singing for some reason out in the city. No, it, it gets him to stop the ritual. Oh, that's what he was doing? Okay. He's just trying to distract... He's trying to stop him from possessing the baby. So he, like, he's just, like, doing anything he can to get his attention away. And then, yeah, the people outside, that yeah. that then weakens him. And so because he feeds on hate. Bankman starts insulting him. When Bankman starts insulting him, it hits his ego, and he can't... That distracts him. Yeah, and then he, he takes time to, tor- to torture them for it. <laughs> like it's in there torturing them for it and then the people outside start singing and that like you know weakens them enough that they can get loose and and slime him and all that well why didn't they do that before why didn't they sing to him before <laughs> i don't i don't know like they 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 came in and vigo's not vigo's not there when they come in no he's not in the painting that's right yeah they rappel down and they go to rescue the baby and the like vacuum tubes come and start like capturing them and stuff, mm-hmm. and then and then Vigo comes out. Yeah, but I love when when uh, Janosch is like, "You will serve Vigo. You will." Need... And and Bill Murray's like, "All right, I've had enough of this guy. Slime him, please." <laughs> <laughs> and then he's just like, "I feel so wonderful. I feel so great." <laughs> yeah, it it is good stuff. But but yeah, I but I'm trying to think of another another big scene in the movie. The the this movie's also uh, definitely goes for Dana's sexiness, which so did the first movie, you know, but this one, like it, uh, I don't know if it ups it exactly in the first movie. She's just like, you know, when she's possessed by, uh, by the, uh, is, Zool. She, the, is she, yeah, well, no, but she's, she's not Zul. She's the key master or, Oh yeah. Zul's the guy. Or she's, the gate, or she's the gatekeeper. And then Rick Moranis is the key master. That's right. Yeah. So she's possessed by the gatekeeper or whatever. And so she's like super horny in that and dresses real <laughs> sexy, you know, but that's it. Underwear, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, well, she's in like a, a like a lacy or like a, a filmy kimono, and her, yeah, very very risque. In this one, there's when the bathtub scene, she's t- yeah, she takes she- off her top for that, and then there's another scene where she, you know, when she's trying to discourage Bill Murray, and <laughs> she comes out in her towel, barely wrapped around her, <laughs> listening from the shower, and then doesn't go to change. She just continues to walk around and talk to him. While holding this towel barely on her, I was like, oh, "This is this is good. This is good stuff." I see now why I like why I'm attracted to Sigourney, to Sigourney Weaver as a you know, 39 year old is because I watched this when I was six and imprinted. Yeah. So yeah, still hot. Yeah. Oh, another thing I found like weird that I with the stuff like with go back to Vigo. What I want to mention, like when when he possesses Ray at the very end and how Ray's face gets yes, I love that part. Slime him. Yeah. And one thing I, I didn't realize, because I've done this in the completely wrong order when it comes to Ghostbusters, we first did the Ghostbusters video game on the show, which, which is, is essentially... A sequel, right? 
Yeah, it's essentially the third movie. What would have been the third movie had we gotten one with the original cast? Right. Exactly. Before I've heard it's. I've heard it's really, really good. It's a good game. And yeah. in that in that game, one of the weapons that you have is the slime gun. And I didn't understand that. And when I went and watched, like, oh, okay, now it makes sense. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's positively charged slime, which I assume it's just the slime that Egon's been fucking. <laughs> like, yeah. like he's he's got it real happy, and so it's got positive energy in it. But I I, I do uh, all jokes aside, I like I like the idea of that that the slime is they they're saying it's pure concentrated evil, but that's because you know that's that it can be both. Like you can you can charge it with positive energy as well. So that's how they make the Statue of Liberty walk around. And so I also, one thing I thought about is like, all right, so are they going to like, do they have, are they going to re-slime the Statue of Liberty and walk it back to where, to, to Liberty Island? Or is it just going to be, gonna, like, make <laughs> yeah. I mean, you do see it in the very end of the movie. It's back where it's supposed to, well, you know, where it actually is. So, Oh, it is. Like, oh, okay. On the thing at the end, or is it just there? It's just there. Because they're literally filming in real life, for a change. you know, not. Yeah, so so they so presumably they walked it back there and then had it like climb up out of the water. I also always wonder, as like, is New York Harbor like that shallow that it could walk up, you know, with the head above the water like that? But how is it going to get out of the water? I mean, yeah, the water well, I mean, slams. It's, it's got to climb. It's got to climb. It's got to like pull itself up. Oh, like getting out of a pool. Okay. That's just, yeah, that's just all weird. That's going to be hard. She's kind of heavy. <laughs> See, they should have, at the end of the movie, they should have shown that it was still there at the museum and be like, all right, so what are we going to do about that? That would have been <laughs> like, a funny cutscene. And then... And that would have been funny. Then in the, like, you know, the later movies, they could just, like, randomly have, you know, that in the background as they're driving through New York. There's the Statue of Liberty leaning over a museum. <laughs> the, the Metropolitan Museum. Yeah, I feel like it wouldn't have because they don't reference this movie. The no, but that would be perfect. Because like, like even in Afterlife, there's no reference of Vigo. They reference a lot to the first movie. They don't mention Vigo nothing yeah, at all. Because I think this movie is not well remembered, and I don't no. think most people saw it. Like, and so and and I feel like these the new movie that I feel like Afterlife is really pushing on pe- you know people's nostalgia for the first. Oh movie. yeah. Like hundred percent, I mean, which is which is my issue is I don't like nostalgia stuff, which is funny because I love this movie and this movie is very much like beat for beat. You know, it is very similar to the first movie. Yeah, that's what Adam was but, saying. But yeah. I I feel like it's <laughs> but I don't feel like it's uh, people say it's like oh it's just the same movie. It's like well no it's following a formula but it's de- very much a different story. There's different there, you know a lot of different stuff happens in it. Like they don't get. You know, them getting committed and the scene where they're in the mental institution and they're explaining the plot of the movie to the doctor. And the doctor is just like, oh, OK. And like, so this is not helping your cause. I mean, Bill Murray's <laughs> just like, don't look at me. I think they're crazy. Oh, yeah. That's right means it. Yeah. yeah. I love that scene. I just love that scene where the, do- the doctor is just like, I can't believe that I'm, I'm listening to. You. This is ridiculous. <laughs> no wonder they're in here. <laughs> yeah. Any before any last scenes you want to mention before we go to shelf stacker box? Uh, I just think Vigo is awesome. <laughs> I, in spite of having not seen this movie since, you know, in like 20 something years, I will just randomly out of nowhere several times per year go, I'm Vigo, the, the, <laughs> the, the sorrow of Moldavia, the, of Carpathia, the scourge of Moldavia. <laughs> on a, on a mountain of death, I sat in a, in a castle of blood. I sat on a throne, or on a mountain of bones in a castle of blood. I sat on a throne of, of death. 
what was shall be, what is shall be no more. <laughs> I, I love that, that whole thing. That is just like, it's so cool. He's such uh, a cool villain. Do they ever reference how he got trapped in that painting? No. <laughs> no, see, I figured he put himself <laughs> in the painting to become immortal. Oh, no, he didn't. He was immortal, sort of. Well, yeah. I guess they the said how he that... died. Yeah, because he was killed, or they they talk about how he was killed, drawn and quartered, and everything else like that. But he was shot, drawn and quartered. He's kind and... of like a vampire, wasn't? He? Yeah, it was like it's like uh, it's like what they did to Vlad the Impaler. It's like they they killed him a bunch of different ways to make sure he is really dead. Vlad the Impaler was just a well, yeah, I guess to them he probably wasn't just a human. So well, no, no, I, I don't know if that's true, but it's what they say, and like I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, I, I feel like there's a movie where they said that about Vlad the Impaler that they did all that stuff to him. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, if I remember that guy was a freaking huge murderer, too. So, well, yeah, or he's the one that expired the Dracula story or like Rasputin. Right. They shot him, (laughs) drowned him and hanged him or whatever. They they, they shot him. They poisoned him. They drowned, drowned him. And his cause of death was drowning, not the shooting or the poison. Yeah. I just wanted to make sure he was really dead. Would they chop off his head, too? And yeah, would they chop off Vigo's head? Before his head died, it said... Because his head had to die. <laughs> and he has the best the best last words ever. He says, um, death is but a doorway, time is but a window, I'll be back. I'll, I'll be back. <laughs> I know, because Terminator already was out at this point, too. I'll be back. I remember, if had I'm... to say, I'll be back. It should have been like, I shall return, or something like that. Yeah. What, but what I'll say is... I'll be back is in Terminator, but it didn't become like the big Arnold line till Terminator Two, which came out after this. So okay, I still think it should have been "I shall be, I shall return." Like "I'll be yeah. back" doesn't sound like that was like thousands of years ago that he would have said that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's a more modern saying to me. Agreed. <laughs> but still, and again, as Adam was saying earlier, this movie was reshot a whole bunch in the last four months before 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 it released. So hey. Who knows but anyway, I figured that he, I figured that he like had some sort of uh, cast a spell to put himself into the painting. If he dies, his soul will go into the painting or whatever. Yeah, I would have liked more explanation, but that's just me being me. I like to have like. I felt like if there like was a, I feel like if uh, Telltale made a game version of this movie, then we would get some some backstory on Vigo, some more backstory. There'd be there'd be like a book you could read. You could read that. You could read that book they looked up on the internet. <laughs> I'd read that. Oh, and yeah. one last one last thing that I kind of want to go out on a sour note, but I have to mention it because I, whenever I watch eighties or movies in eighties or nineties in New York, I always because you know they always have the scene of the twin towers and they do in this at the very end of this movie and it. Oh yeah. Yeah, and I always yeah. forget. Like I mean, I don't forget about it, but like I don't think about it. And all of a sudden, I'm like, oh, oh yeah. Like it just it, it brings it to my attention that way. Because it, it was something. Because it's I mean. Again, it's a it's a beautiful at the very end of this movie when they they're on you know the Statue of Liberty and he sees that and it shows the Twin Towers. It's just like it just makes me remember the you know the greatness of you know of just how much that was a New York thing. I yeah, this is cool, sad but cool yeah. to see it in you know at the time. Yeah, that's what I say. Yeah. All right, then we'll go to shelf stack or box. And Tiffany, why don't you go first? It will go on the shelf for me because it's very nostalgic. I watched it with my dad and. I think we probably watched it more on TV than we did, like, on DVD. Every time I was on TV, we had to sit and watch it. But it's I enjoyed it as much as the first one, and I still enjoyed it when I watched it. Apparently, I remembered more than I thought I did. <laughs> All right, and I'll go next. I'm, I was, like, I'm not going to put this in the shelf. I came into it 
with no expectations. I thought it was supposed to be a crappy movie. I didn't remember. I didn't remember. I did because there's always a bad expectation. People always talk about this. That's so rude. And I left happy. Like I'm like this movie's entertaining. I watched it twice and wasn't bored. I laughed for the most part and I enjoyed it. It's not maybe not as the first movie, but it's still a good movie. It's not. It doesn't deserve the hate that it gets. So it's going to go on the shelf. And what about you, Carrie? Oh yeah, shelf for sure. I'm really glad that I came on this because <laughs> I didn't. I only have it on VHS, and so I bought it on Amazon Prime. So now. This can go on my regular, like, you know, Halloween rotation from now on uh, with the first movie, which I do have on a D- on DVD. But, yeah, no, I love this movie, and I was afraid, based on how much the internet hates this movie, that I was going to, like, find out that my nostalgia was, you know, clouding my judgment and it was actually bad. But, no, I thought it was great. Honestly, like, I think the first movie is probably better, but I think I might like the second movie a little bit more. You probably have also that nostalgic for it. I do, right. I do have the nostalgia for it. I mean, I, I've seen the first movie a lot. It's one of my favorite comedies, but I, I really enjoyed watching this. I was laughing. I kept, like, calling my kid into the room and, like, saying, like, here, here, watch this part, watch this part, watch this part. <laughs> I want to say they almost purposely make fun of that. Yeah, yeah, they do. And there's, like, there's a few times... Versus, like, the first movie, they had that, but now they're like, okay, now we're going to make fun of what we had. Yeah. There's a few few times where you can see Ivan Reitman and Dan Aykroyd, like, almost breaking, and they'll be in the background, like, laughing at what the other, like, trying not to laugh at what the other person is saying, which I I love. Bill Murray ad-libs most of it, so that was probably yeah. part of it. Because <laughs> Bill Murray's an idiot. <laughs> but he's, well, he, he was a comedy genius, though. I mean, I, I, know he's, I know he's canceled now, and with good reason, and that's good and everything, but it doesn't mean that he wasn't funny. Like, he was... No, I just, I, I don't like... like I, grew up, I, I grew up watching, like, you know, Saturday Night Live, and, like, Bill Murray and Dan Aykroyd on Saturday Night Live, like... And, you know, along with some other people that aren't in this movie. I, I'm surprised Ivan Reitman. I mean, I, I wouldn't be surprised if I found out that he wrote for Saturday Night Live. Surprised he wasn't on it. But yeah, like it's it's um, I, I love it. I love it. Okay. Top to bottom. And I just so, I don't so. know. I found it as a game. My mom found part. I found it funny. that This is the last out of, out of the original three stuff or, you know, including the game that this is the last. I did it completely the wrong order. The game, the first movie and then the second movie. So I find that kind of funny. Well, of Less now. But yeah, you often do, though. That's for yeah. sure. <laughs> I mean, it was also back in 2020 when we covered the the episode, the game and the first movie. So if you want to listen to those episodes, episode 56, the Ghostbusters video game, and Ghostbusters 1984 is film 11. Because I had to put 1984 because at the time there were two Ghostbusters movies already. Because so. 2016 is called just Ghostbusters also. Uh, oh, are we going to cover After Lake? <laughs> oh, yeah, of course. I got to do 2016 next, but I'll do After Life 2 at some point. No, I don't want to do you don't have to. <laughs> but I do need to see it. I ruined my nostalgia. <laughs> and Carrie, where can people find you at? Hey, uh, I'm on Twitch, Carusetta, K-E-R-O-K-E-R-O-O-S-E-T-A. Find me there playing video games and occasionally repairing and modifying video game consoles. All right. And, and thank you for joining us midway through. I'm, I'm glad yeah, you were able to make it. Yeah. Sorry I, sorry I came in late, but I'm glad that I, I'm glad that I did come in. Hey, it worked out. You got to be, the, you know, the fourth Ghostbuster that just shows up, you know, misses part of the movie. <laughs> Just that like Winston. Mean, that again, I, I just, it worked for the joke, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and thank you. And if you and if you enjoyed this, oh, and if you enjoyed this episode, you can catch over 400 other episodes of what we've done on Game of My Mom. We do movies, comics, com- TV shows. We do all sorts of stuff. 
Go check oh, out our giant catalog. No, too. I can't. And we do have a Patreon. At the time you're hearing this, it should be out right before right before the New Year's. We uh, you still have a couple more days to vote in the uh, Mike's Christmas gift poll. If we cover Venom, Let There Be Carnage, Eternals, Spider Man 2002, <laughs> or Amazing Spider Man 2, you get to vote. A little dollar, you can join our poll. We also have a Discord. You can join our Discord and chat with us. So please do that. Vote for Carnage. It's winning. Uh, and, yeah. I also want to give a shout out to my awesome intro and outro, courtesy of Helena at Hell Hatsphere. You can follow her on TikTok. And I want to give a shout out to my buddy Bill Tucker, who did the MCU movies with me. Definitely go check him out during his own podcast, The Gamer Looks at 40. I think that's... Oh, and please follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and on YouTube. Audio only, but we are on YouTube. I think that's everything I need to say, so we will see you guys all next time. Can I, can I say something oh, real yes. fast? Real fast. Please. I just want to correct something. I kept calling Harold Ramis Ivan Reitman. Oh, I was a little confused there. It was Ivan Reitman is the director. Harold Ramis plays Egon, and I kept mixing their names up so sorry <laughs> <laughs> you're good. that's what i thought you meant i was like but i didn't correct you because i wasn't sure yeah yeah so <laughs> well because he wrote he wrote ghostbusters and groundhog day and strike he wrote all these like bill murray movies and i got to mix up with five and reitman who directed a bunch of bill murray movies so that's yeah no, it's all good. Okay. So, <laughs> I was confused. I was like, wait, who is this guy? He's yeah, about? I was mixing up. Yeah, Harold Ramis. I, I mean, I don't know if he wrote this movie or not, but he wrote he wrote the first Ghostbusters. So he Harold Ramis wrote this movie with Dan Aykroyd also. Oh, cool, cool. And I want to say after like, like the Ghostbusters video game is also, since <laughs> we're still going, is kind of based on this, what would have been the third script, which is also written by uh, Harold Ramis. Part of it was, even though he had passed away, by, I think by the time that game comes out. Because he died yeah. in 2014. Yeah. I don't remember. Maybe it was I right. I think it was that. It's, I mean, depends on what version, but yes. It also recently got re, uh, remastered. And then it was, uh, yeah. But I. And yeah, no. 2009. He, so no, he was still alive when it came out. So yeah, he. I'm pretty sure he was involved. He wrote He wrote it. I'm looking. Uh, oh, well, no, he did characters for it at least. But I, I know it was based on his, based on a script by them. Yeah, yeah, because that's a bunch of different writers, but Dan Aykroyd, Harold Ramis are in there, then some other people. Did they yeah. Do- yeah, they did likeness and voices and everything, because yeah. Bill Murray's in it, too. And yeah, the, last, the last movie I'm seeing that he wrote was Analyze That, which is... What? He wrote Analyze That? He wrote Analyze This and Analyze That, and yeah, and I Bedazzled. Movies, but I had no idea. <laughs> okay. All right, I think yeah. that's everything. <laughs> so okay, we'll sorry see- about that. Oh, you're all good. See you guys next time. All right, later. All right, bye-bye.